You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 61 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Matt Wade. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here with Matt. Good morning. Hey, Christian. How's it going, man? It's going great. And, and I see that also I appreciate the, the toys and things that you have on the back shelf back there. Maybe uh, it, why don't you introduce yourself, where you are, what you are, who you are, why you are, and then maybe, uh, maybe you could showcase a few of your things on sure. the back shelf. Sure. So uh, my name is Matt Wade, uh, Microsoft MVP, uh, of course, to be on this uh, esteemed show. Um, Office 365 is what my, uh, or Office Apps and Services, I think it's what yep. it's called now, um, is my, uh, my area on that. But uh, these days I spend a lot of time on AI and chatbots as well as uh, Office 365. So I'm very much a jack of many trades, um, becoming expert in a few things, but I know a lot about a lot of different things in the, uh, the Microsoft stack. You were one of the first people talking about the bots around Teams. And yeah. so you were writing about it and building some things for it. And so, and I'd say that you're, you're probably well known in that space as known in this space for, for that work. So, yeah. So I generally speak at conferences on those topics. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's just, I realized that the concept of a chatbot has been around for so long. I mean, back in my days of, you know, middle school and, and AI or AOL instant messenger aim for those of you that remember it, you know, we had a couple different chatbots you could use, but nobody's really making them on a you know wide basis. So, um, that's a topic that it's still so new that it's really easy to, you know, submit basic or, you know, introductory information architecture for chatbots in the Azure stack kind of, you know, session. So well, I would argue that everybody's has made them. And, but what's happening now is it's, it's moving to the hands of the power user. It's, it's becoming easier for others to go and build those kinds of solutions. I would absolutely agree. And I'm not a developer, so, you know, um, having something that's no code is a good thing for me, but the fact that you have Azure being that huge cloud computer out there that you can take advantage of their natural language processing and some of their knowledge-based tools, those types of things are pretty cool uh, to, uh, to put in place. And they're just so easy for the lines of business to own nowadays. Like you really want to do it. You can run a number of different bots and teams. The IT team can be the one that builds the Azure bot or, you know, if they want to do any sort of logic or complex type of, uh, you know, uh, logic in the background they can be doing that. And then the local lines of business can be owning things like knowledge bases, whatever phrasing is appropriate for their natural language processing, things like that. Um, and then day to day, you know, I'm working on um, a, a product called the AtBot. So we do the, the uh, no code chatbot for Microsoft Teams, but also we actually just um, included support for SMS for Alexa. So you can see I'm playing with some Echo uh, equipment over here recently to show that off. We're seeing a lot of success there with hospitality and um, actually like senior living centers and, and um, uh, healthcare, believe it or not, because people can just kind of say, I want X, Y, Z, and uh, that can go in for a, a central request system, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a huge category. I think uh, between, you know, anything you know, HR related, but uh, healthcare within an organization as well. Matt, why don't you talk, talk about AtBot, what you've done, you've done on yeah. that side, because uh, besides just allowing you to kind of, you know, pimp your wares uh, <laughs> on here, but I mean, it, it is, it, it, I, I think, a great study in kind of the you know, maturing of these types of solutions. To yeah, what you guys are doing. So we've basically married a bunch of different services within the uh, Azure or Microsoft 365 realm, and we're taking the cog services of uh, Lewis, which is the basically the natural language processing tool that you would say, I want to take tomorrow off means request a day off and it's going to be vacation. 
versus I want, I'm calling in sick is I want to take a day off, but it's a sick time, right? Uh, being able to decipher that, and that is really, really easy to use. Uh, connecting that to a logic tool in the background that's not coding. So if you want to go off and build a bot right now in Azure, you're going to be using Node or C-sharp. And other than the names, that's as much as I know about those things. Uh, so what we did was we, we plugged them into Microsoft Flow. So we now have a Flow connector, or we have for a couple of years now at this point, uh, where you can use a trigger, which would be connected to Lewis, or you can use a uh, keyword if you want to and <clears throat> roll that, uh, that logic through. And that's where the conversation comes in. Our connector has a number of different actions. So it could ask for feedback, it could send a reply. We are 100% natively connected to uh, adaptive cards, which is becoming super popular as of the last year or so. So being able to get sort of a nice, beautiful graphical experience as opposed to just that text back and forth, which can get a little bit overwhelming for people. Um, and then we can also, if the organization wants to, they can jump into logic apps instead of flow. If they happen to want to use uh, a different payment process or want to have some different uh, connectors. And the big win is that it's just all scalable. So we provide an entire uh, dashboard, essentially, a, an admin portal that basically reveals all the information about the bot in Azure for that person without having to give them Azure access. So one of the big things right now is if you want to build a bot, you have to have Azure portal access. You have to have some experience in what that means. I know about as much about the Azure portal as I need to know to build a bot and make a bot registration. And then I just bring it right into AtBot and great. Now I can connect all my flows, run the flows in the background automatically, connect to Lewis. And then the knowledge base aspect is also coming from uh, Cognitive Services. So that's Q&A maker. And uh, you know, we've been on, I think we've been on the forefront actually of some of the best practice and usability aspects of what Q&A maker is, uh, how to deal with some change management tools because there's not really anything built in yet. So having some, you know, it's as simple as building a spreadsheet and having a change log kind of thing. Uh, they just rolled out uh, active learning, so it can actually try to help the uh, owner of the KB update it based on what the input is that's coming. And then uh, I think even more important is um, their multi-turn feature. So the fact that you can have a clarification question come up, if you say something like, what's the Wi-Fi password? And it comes up and says, did you mean the guest password or the employee password, right? Because you can't do that in a one-off KB back and forth. That's something you would have to have built in logically by, uh, from scratch, which now is built in uh, to, to Q&A Maker, and we pull all that stuff through AtBot. So you can scale it because with our plan, <clears throat> you can actually go forward and um, make as many bots as you want. We don't charge you based on the bot. It's either internally, it's user-based, licensed exactly the way O365 is, or on the outside, if you're gonna use it for like a, a web app or for a mobile app, for a website, for Alexa, whatever, that's gonna be by consumption. And it's just a really powerful way to pull that stuff out. And once you see success, you can basically copy paste it and make it for, you know, customer service saw real success, great. Maybe the IT team internally wants to use that to try to minimize the number of tickets they're getting. So a lot of real op uh, cool opportunities there. You know, uh, for something like this, uh, you know, again, it can be very overwhelming for somebody new coming in there. Uh, I don't know what uh, out on your site, if you have like different, you know, some customer evidence that's out there of how different clients are using it, what they've done, what they've gone and built. I don't know, maybe if you have some other, some stories that you can share of what some real customers are, are doing with the solution. Again, I'm, you know, for, I'm, I'm not trying, this isn't some kind of a yeah. big switch for <laughs> no. watching or listening of that. We're talking about Matt's company. No, it's yeah. uh, because I think it's, it's always, uh, you've got to be careful for those, you know, for us, the MVPs for tech evangelists um, to, to get so much down in the weeds and forget that um, sometimes you have to, uh, use very practical speech and uh, and descriptions and stories around. Hey, this these are practical applications of the technology. Here's how people are actually going and using this 
and deploying it so that people get a clearer picture of what's possible and where some of the, uh, you know, the, the limitations are of the technology as well. Right. So uh, the big thing for us we're seeing is a lot of um, IT teams are interested because generally they're going to conferences like you and I would speak at and say, oh, that's a really cool technology. Let me try that out. And then they say, ooh, we could totally make this as part of the um, customer service or IT tech support process. And you can actually not just have knowledge bases answering questions, but also have whatever the SOP, the standard operating procedure you have for, let's say, the top 10, 15, 20, 25 tickets that you have come through. You can run the bot through those things, which, of course, first question for every single one is going to be to try to reboot it, right? So you could do that kind of thing, say, okay, did this work? Did this work? And along the way, you can even check the, uh, the, um, uh, the we can, you can analyze how people are feeling. Uh, and if they're using negative words or saying something like, I can't believe this is taking so long, automatically bring it to a person. And that's just one of those things that Cog Services just has built in. So uh, I'm real big on always pushing, especially to the IT folks, because that's generally the audience I have these days, is to say, hey, this can do this, but we have a couple customers that are using it now as an onboarding tool. So instead of having to either sit at their desk stewing and not knowing the answer to a question because they don't want to look stupid, they can ask the question of the bot and they're told, don't worry about it, nobody's going to judge you because everybody has to ask where the coffee pot is or how do I request, uh, how do I get a reimbursement done or something like that and have that built in. Uh, case study wise, we have a really good one with a, a transportation company in the Netherlands who actually uh, has automated, and this is an in, internal bot, this is through Microsoft Teams, their entire organization has upgraded the Teams from Skype for Business. And what they're doing is they've uh, automated and digitized a, a fully paper-based process, which was generally the um, transportation, uh, the drivers, for example, would be driving things from their ports to wherever the delivery spots were, they'd have to fill out paperwork along the way, and sometimes those papers would go missing. Some, everything would have to be, uh, uh, I guess, uh, accounted for at the end of the day. Well, what they do now is they included a custom QR code in every one of their forms. So the paper is actually still there, but the process is no longer paper-based. So what they do is they take a picture of the QR code. The QR code gets sent to the bot. The bot updates everything on the back end. And instead of going from doing basically a review of everything at the end of the day, they're doing uh, exception-based analysis to so look at notifications when something didn't come through and say, hey, how come we haven't heard from so-and-so? Um, it's also doing some uh, potential, there are some potential ML options too, is that as the drivers get places, they can say, hey, I made it to here, now give me my next route. And they could either provide some preferences in which routes they want or provide their home address that maybe they can include a route that brings them closer to home and is more efficient for everybody. So it's a lot of cool little application options there. Um, I think they, I don't remember exactly how many people they were rolling it out to for this case study, but I know they said that for the one bot that they rolled out, they were saying they were saving around two and a half uh, FTE per year, which is, you know, it's a big savings. That's yeah. measurable numbers. Well, that's always the, uh, I mean, I love you know, companies, uh, small product companies that have figured out to uh, sell their products based on kind of a calculator with those yeah. kinds of cost savings. It's like, well, um, you know, we, we used to do that with, uh, with SharePoint migration software. It was basically as how many, uh, uh, you know, uh, hours per week, um, per admin are you spending doing these tasks? If we can reduce that by 25% and over the course of the year, it was like 10 X the price yeah. of our software uh, and that we could guarantee we could, you know, that, that kind of, that's why I think one of the clear winners in this this space of, of value achieved is in the supply chain side of thing, which is what you're talking about. I mean, I, I would, I'm surprised a company like that is still has paper involved at all. And they're not using tablets, devices, something in the field or smartphones yeah. 
Um, but no, actually, know, the reason was it was a legal reason. It was because they were crossing the border into Germany, and Germany doesn't allow to be uh, electronic. Apparently, was what yeah, I was that, and that makes complete sense. So yeah. having that, I uh, still you, I think you go even further with IoT devices, and mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, it's a you know that's the kind of thing where oh, I, exactly what the bot is able to identify that over time, as you look back at that data and say, you know, why are we are we slower on our delivery times? on certain routes and so you can start to look at other factors. Well, it could be that it's external factors, congestion in an area in a growing area where it's more traffic now than it used to be or performance of drivers, the same driver over time and all that kind of stuff that you could start to look at all this data that's created because you're able to capture, you know, in that manner. So that's yeah, big data, big data, big data. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's always been, it's, uh, you know, in the, you know, information management, knowledge management space, which all these things are just kind of, you know, uh, uh, ancillary you know, components of that bigger picture. It all comes down to big data problems. Yep, absolutely. Uh, oh, that's exciting. Well, what else is going on? I mean, it, you know, besides this little, this AtBot thing. <laughs> so uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention too that AtBot is available for free in the Teams uh, app store. And if you remember a thing called T-Bot back in the day, yes. the, the Microsoft Teams included help bot. They retired him somewhat unceremoniously back right. uh, after last night, which we were a little sad about. But we took the opportunity. Um, I put out a lot of um, uh, everyday user sort of support and guidance and best practices etiquette for Microsoft Teams. So we actually uh, pre-populated AtBot, the free version, with our own uh, Q&A KB that people can ask general um, Microsoft Teams questions. So it's actually a good adoption mechanism and it's general enough that it's not going to offend any local governance policy kind of thing, but it's also, um, you know, it's not something you can either uh, customize as well, but it's a good opportunity to see exactly what those Q and A's can do and how much um, information it can support. You, you know, I think Matt, there's an opportunity here for an ad campaign that features uh, T-Bot and Clippy. T-Bot <laughs> kind of, you know, you know, kind of bridging the-, the uh, Yeah, bringing them together, that's true. Um, so let's see. Other, other than that, uh, I just finished all my Ignite submissions. Hopefully um, one of those will get accepted, though I do plan on going to uh, Microsoft Ignite in November. Um, that'll be my third time, and that's just been, I don't know, just an eye-opening and really, really cool experience. Um, and then let's see, elsewhere. So you probably know my periodic table of O365, which is up behind me. Yeah, you should, should mention that for folks that might not be aware of it because they might uh, not have a pulse. But That's yeah, true. who knows? Yeah. So uh, I'm an infographics guy. A lot of people know me from taking uh, really concept topics and kind of boiling them down into reasonably understandable things for general users. And the periodic table is probably the best thing that I'm known for. Um, so uh, it's a way to show a whole bunch of different applications in O365. And then uh, my colleague, um, or my peer, uh, Niels Johansson out in Denmark, helped me with building it into, not helped me, he built it into a, a uh, interactive web app. So actually you can filter it by license type now. We're going to be updating it with some more apps soon. We'll get the new branding, all that kind of stuff coming. Uh, but there's actually also a, uh, a premium version now you can subscribe to that lets you build your own. So you can start out with our templates and then kind of expand on them or change them because the biggest piece of feedback is always the, hey, we don't use Delve. I want to remove Delve from the periodic table because you know we don't want to see it or we don't use Yammer or we don't use Skype. And uh, so we saw a bit of a need there. So um, uh, you can easily get to, or you can get to that. And uh, right now we're doing um, free trial for 14 days. You can build it. The, the custom editor is really, really slick. Um, Niels is a, is a, is a black magic genius. I'm not quite sure how he does what he does, but 
Um, well, I think you just yeah. call it out. It's black magic, clearly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so something I really got, I don't know if it was, if, if this begat the periodic table or if it was just a, a different uh, infographic, but it was the one where you explained uh, what happens when you create groups mm -hmm. um, from each workload. Was that actually, was that predate the periodic table or... No, so the periodic table, I put that together one day after work at a Starbucks, spent about a couple hours. I, I made a little square of each of the names of the apps and I started organizing them in a certain way and had to take a picture every few minutes so I didn't forget which one was which. And uh, I wanted to group them in a way that some of the other infographics out there at the time were not really, they were really good. They showed what was there, but not necessarily how they related. And I really wanted to show that like OneDrive and SharePoint are actually very similar and here's why. Um, and put that out there and that, I think I put it on like a Saturday morning on LinkedIn, which I looking at my metrics these days, that was the worst time I could have ever done that. But, um, <laughs> for me, it's uh, for apparently Thursday morning at 3 a.m. My time is where I perform the best for some reason. I Noted. I will not reveal when I perform the best. <laughs> uh, so I, re I released that and it got, it just kind of blew up over the weekend and I was really happy. I needed it because I needed to be able to explain this stuff to some, or, uh, to, uh, some, some clients that I had that were doing some adoption stuff. So there was no easy way to do it. I had, I had pulled some of the other infographics, of course, with credit and shown off, you know, what they, they could do. And I'd still get the, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. Uh, so I put that together. And then within days the top request was wait now you got to do something for groups because i don't get groups and it turned out neither did i i thought i understood groups and i did not understand groups or how they work uh, even just the phrasing of it of office 365 groups i kind of thought it was an uh, its own sort of app and that's why i didn't include it at first in the or i didn't include it at all on the periodic table because i did i did decide that it wasn't an app and i, I know membership service right but let's right. like back well, away it didn't start that. out that way though that but that's kind of added to the confusion because right. what it what it launched as and what it is today are different right and there was also an ios app for it so like there was sort of an app experience i, I still have it on my phone yeah wow it doesn't auto delete that's uh, no it didn't uh yeah in fact i'll have to uh, i'll add the screenshot to the video but yeah, yeah. right yeah but so I, you know, people were saying you have to add groups. I'm like, it's not an app. It's not an app. It's a service. And I had to really do a lot of research to figure out how do these things actually interact? You do. That is impressive. It, the focusing. It's like, yeah, the, no, the, no, but with the dots, it was all those dots. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, I put, the, I put together um, what I could figure as being the best representation of that and said, here's all the workspaces you get. And that was my opportunity to tell people, especially the, all the IT pros out there. Like we have to get over the fact that you have empty containers sitting around all over the place. Cause everybody's like, Hey, can I make it? But it doesn't give me a planner plan. And it's like, I guess theoretically you could, but things are so intermingled now that you can't really un uncouple all the fingers in the relationship anymore without breaking something unintentionally. Yeah. So I put that together and that was, that has been by far my second most um, uh, visited uh, infographic. So the two well, things are. Well, well really both good. of those, again, it's, it's uh I mean, you helped a lot of us out because we are all explaining the same things over and over and over. I mean, the third, probably the, the third thing that I pull out the, the most is the inner loop, outer loop, open loop, you know, that graphic. Right. You know, I have my own variation of that with builds where I yep. actually explain it. But I, I probably use, and then there's a fourth one, which is the, um, the, the kind of the service bus uh, description definition of groups as well mm -hmm. but those probably those four graphics I use more than anything else in explaining kind of the ecosystem the different pieces nice well I'm glad to hear that thank you yeah well it, it, just to wrap up here Matt if people want to find out more how do they find you how do they get find this information where can they get all this all these details 
Sure. So if you're looking up anything related to the bot stuff, uh, we have a, a blog of all best practices. Uh, we generally keep things at the Azure level that we reference at bot all the time. I want people to be able to walk away being interested in the technology period. So um, we stay, um, we point out how it works for at bot, but also how it works for the rest of the, the, uh, the stack. So we're on uh, medium and you can find out, um, you can just look for, uh, for at bot, Google at bot medium. You'll get that. It's faster than giving you a URL. Um, I'm uh, that Matt Wade on every social platform that I'm on. So LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, um, I don't generally do Facebook with work. So, but uh, anything else like that, you'll find me there. Uh, and then for the periodic table, if you're interested in doing a custom version and you want to um, do a free trial and, and get on to subscribing to the premium version, just uh, go to jump to 365.com and, uh, or go to at uh, jump to 365 on Twitter and there'll be links there for checking out the, uh, uh, the pricing plan and, and how to get onto the trial. So, I don't know, a lot of good stuff coming uh, from my direction these days and a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff to follow up on in the entire community. Awesome. And uh, where do I see you next? Are you heading, are you in Seattle next week? No, nope, not going to be in Seattle. Uh, my next set uh, trip is to SP TechCon in Boston. And then right after that, I'm uh, hitting a plane to Zurich and I'm doing SharePoint Saturday Central Europe. And then I'm taking oh, three fun. days into the Alps and I cannot wait. Nice. Beautiful part of the world. So yeah. well, I, I'm sure I'll see you this fall, either Ignite or ESPC or a combination of, of other events. So yeah, sounds good. Thanks a lot for taking the time today and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Christian.